Fascinated by this. By what? <laughs> I love it. You're so ready and switched on. Let's do this. Yeah, I was so excited for this actually. Um, really looking forward to it and stuff to having a chat with you. Me too. Super psyched. I mean, I saw you a few times perform, but one in particular stuck out at um, Stereo Arcade, I think, once. Was it the launch or mm -hmm. just the regular uh, gig? Not the launch, but I think there was like a Winter Wonderland kind of thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> the, the onesie. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I loved the performance so much that um, if someone had come up to me and told me that in a few months you'll be sitting down and doing a podcast with Carla, I would be like, how the hell is that going to happen? Oh, come on. But thanks to Desert Experiment and things like that, um, we get to meet a lot of really cool people and stuff. So The coolest, I would say. I love that. Yeah, the scene so is pretty good. cool here. Last time I crashed your other podcast. <laughs> now, now I'm rightfully speaking. But yeah, Desert Experiment is such a beautiful event. Best musicians. Yeah, so fresh off the event, how was it all for you? How did you find it? Oh, so good. Honestly, it was interesting. I I got this feeling when I was on stage that I didn't want to get off stage. Really? Yeah, I mean, I've had it before, but yeah. not like this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was literally like, walking away, like, so upset, you know, off stage. It was really good. The energy on stage and off stage was incredible, wasn't yeah. it? Like, yeah, I mean, it was super fun. For me so to good. watch, for example, it was, it was super, super fun. So full of, like, like it's just such a buzz. That's yeah. the word. Yeah, yeah, so good. I'm not even a rocker, by the way. Like, I'm not even into rock. Exactly. But every time I learn about new songs and fall in love with them, and it's, it's really nice. It's really good for me. So you didn't even choose any of the songs, did you? No, I leave it to... Uh, to Gorgon who organizes it to yeah. choose something for me because yeah. I like like I said at the time like I like being given something new because I would probably play it safe or choose like a song that for me is rock but for everyone else it's a <laughs> it's like a it's pop a song <laughs> like boys hey to guys men. I'm rocking out <laughs> and there's a remix rock remix of boys to men it's really good <laughs> so this was your second DE right how yeah. did it compare to the first one um Oops. My first one, I mean, I don't know, it was, for me this was better, not because the event was better, but because of the place I was in. I think the last time I did it, um, I wasn't still, I didn't have full like musical exposure, mm -hmm. whereas I've come such a long way from there and I was already on a high from all the gigs I've been doing, so this was like the ultimate peak of it all. Yeah. And uh, no, I, I don't know, something about it was just also duetting um, and the trio we did. Like, the harmonies. I, yeah, I love collaborating, I love harmonies, I, I like that in my own performances, so that for me was, was like just such a great thing. That's awesome, I'm really glad that you enjoyed it so much. So, so much. Looking forward to next year as well, hopefully it'll be as good. I can't wait. I hope, like, there's some things you don't want to leave Dubai for, you know? Yeah, and yeah. This is definitely one of those things mm. where if, if ever I think, oh, you know, if I miss this down the line, like, if I, I, if I leave, I'm going to have major FOMO. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seriously. I'm gonna, like, like, no, they're having fun. I'm going to unfriend <laughs> all of you guys. Come out of the group and all that. <laughs> don't take it personally. <laughs> Heartache. So speaking of which, how long have you been in Dubai and uh, what have you been doing here and like what's your story? I don't know much about 
all that kind of stuff. It's a fun one. Uh, I've been here for 10 years. Mm-hmm. In August, it'll be 10. Wow. Um, yeah, good and bad, but mainly good because I've watched the music scene like completely transform yeah, the last sure. few years. Um, when I first came, there was nothing. And then I attempted music in 2011. It was still like not much happening, uh, not many platforms. And then to see it get to where it is now is, is great. But my background is finance. So I did finance here for about seven to eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because when <laughs> How I... How was that? <laughs> great, especially when you go partying till four and go home <laughs> for a couple of hours and go to work. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but like, I'm still in finance. <laughs> really? I, I, don't get me wrong. Like I, I love math. I love numbers. I love finance. I still help a few friends. I do it for a couple you of things. do the taxes? I didn't. <laughs> yeah, except for that. No, but I do it for the camp, which we'll talk about yeah. in a bit. But uh, no, the, the story I want to tell you is every time I would go clubbing, because I don't fit the finance. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, yeah. Stage, especially with the tattoos and the piercings. And So when I used to go out into a club and people would be like, what do you do? And I'm like, finance. Like, you know, the music buzzing. And they're like, fine arts. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's not the place to like sit and have a conversation about finance. Yeah, so fine nights is what I used to do. I mean, we're doing art now, I guess, kind of. So I know it was so, always a thin line. So. It works. It works. But it's the... So did you do music on the side while you were working in finance as well? I tried. I tried a lot. Um, mm. It's tough. It's tough uh, to break out of your routine uh, mentally as well um, just you know you know the stress of finance yeah so for working sure. 10 to 12 hours I, I mean I struggled to to uh, to write and, and that's a big problem for me because mm-hmm. if I don't write I like I stress it mm-hmm. even now I've been gigging throughout the month but something's itching you know I need yeah, to sit yeah. and write so yeah it does it does get in the way it really it did get in the way um, mm-hmm. I attempt to like I said to do music every now and then, but time. Yeah. Time, like, since I quit, yeah, I quit two years, two and a half years ago, and I appreciate time so much now, and you know what's funny, like, not having a job, I still feel like there's not enough time in the day for Mm -hmm. what I want to do. But you're busy doing something you really love, so I think that that makes a huge difference. It does, it does, fair enough, yeah, and and, and it does take a lot of time, and that's also something else I like, you can do it on the side, but it's a business on its own, mm-hmm. like you know, just managing everything, booking everything, invoicing, social media. But that shows that there's success. It's not just a hobby. So that's that's really good. I yeah, think. yeah. I mean, yeah. do what you love, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but how did you get into music? Did you always play when you were younger as well? Like, were you a kid with a guitar? Or is your family musical? Or like, when did you start this whole thing? My, my mom has a stunning voice. Yeah. Uh, she she is musical. She's shy about it, but mm-hmm. she's very musical. But it's. I didn't have a guitar as a kid. I had videos of Lionel Richie. So you like air guitaring with him? Or? <laughs> Not even. It started off. No, it started off with me as a three-year-old kid, like just memorizing his songs. Mm. And then later, when we when you get to like eight or nine, when I got to eight or nine, it became um, Brian. Like I had an obsession with Brian Adams. You know. <laughs> so my my tennis racket was my air guitar. No way. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> Every time we played, like with my friends, I was always Brian Adams and my tennis racket with the guitar. <laughs> but I only picked up a guitar at 13 for a few weeks, and then me and notes and any form of education isn't 
you know, we just don't do well together. Yeah. But I picked so up soft guitar. Talk. Yeah, I mean, I know enough to compose my songs and, and to hold my rhythm on stage, but that's about it. But yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it built up slowly, but the love for music was there at a young age and was fueled by my mom. Like, growing up, any song that she noticed I took to or liked, she would go out and buy it straight mm. away and play it at home. So she really encouraged you and stuff? That's yeah, she did, she did. I think she just wanted to keep me busy because I'm, I was a crazy child. So anything that worked... <laughs> Were you like hyper all yeah, the time? Really? I, I, I uh, almost <laughs> fell down an elevator shoot. I've electrocuted myself, almost fell out a window. I was very um, active as a child. So anything that could sit me down for like three, four hours, like Lana Richie. <laughs> so that, that She's was, like, yes! <laughs> yeah. Something shut her off! I'm sure if she can go meet him and thank him for that, she would. So exactly, something to shut up. Because I was also talkative, apparently, yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's, the love for music was there and it sort of built with time. I didn't know I could sing until I was... 13 when a friend said oh by the way you have a nice voice i was like what <laughs> yeah you don't know like yeah especially growing up in saudi like the the surrounding doesn't really help mm-hmm. oh you grew up in saudi i didn't know that yeah, yeah i bought cassettes mary carrie's body colored in black <laughs> <laughs> so you lived there for how long was it like your whole childhood basically yeah so i was born oh, wow. there and i left there when i was 14 so that's that's an important part of your childhood mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But that's why my musical influences also, sadly, were very mainstream. Uh, like, not a lot of music goes to Saudi or reaches Saudi. Yeah. So I was listening, I grew up listening to all the, like, typical Celine Dion, Janet Jackson, uh, which I love, obviously, because I got used to, but, like, leaving Saudi exposed me to so many other bands, like, I'd never heard of in my <laughs> life. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the funny thing is that side never leaves you. Like I'm yeah. still. If I hear Boys to Men right now, I will belch out into song. Like, but you're not alone in this. I mean, I grew up listening to Britney Spears and NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, and then I had like an Eminem phase, and then like I. It's a good generation <laughs> difference between. <laughs> it's, it's not so big. I mean, Janet Jackson, Celine Dion. That that was my time as well. I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I've talked about this before on the podcast as well that I totally stumbled into metal by mistake like yeah. I was uh, watching the Grammys on MTV or well, something like that I'm that still have. tumbling <laughs> you're still really? trying <laughs> I'm still tumbling not just metal everything <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah I'm, I'm don't, I don't feel I don't feel very literate musically because of mm. but but it's considering that like Okay, I've picked up a lot of other mainstream stuff and my genre of music is already all over the place. Yeah. So imagine like if I had rock as well and punk, my, my <laughs> music would have been like some weird twisted, mm. I don't know, ballad. But like uh, one of the places I like to go to on the weekend sometimes is Stereo Arcade and they have those nights where they, they suddenly in the middle play a Backstreet Boys song. I'm all over that. I'm there on the couch just singing along, trust me. I'm, I'm covering, <laughs> I'm covering Backstreet Boys songs. That really? Are of course. And, and you can see people like all the reluctant to like it. You know, no. so I'm like any Backstreet Boys fans and then no one says anything. But when I start singing, I could see all their lips move and I'm like... <laughs> Shame Come on. I see you. I see you. 
But yeah, I, yeah. Who, who doesn't love the Pact? Mm. I think one of the things I noticed about you for your performances is that you have a huge stage presence. You love to talk to the audience, you're super bubbly all over the place, like to joke around and like yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. So that makes sense now knowing that in your childhood you were very like active and talkative. <laughs> yeah. and I've been told by someone very close to me that I'm not funny in real life, but I'm, I'm on stage, I'm actually funny. <laughs> you turn like, into a different car. I turn into, so, so I guess the stage brings out... The alter ego? The, the, yeah, the funny, cool alter ego. Whereas when I'm not on stage, funny enough, as you can see here, like coming in, I sit silently, and then like, really, I sit in utter silence at home. Because there's so much in my head, yeah. and it only comes out on the stage. But, mm, yeah. That's interesting. So is your mom like your biggest fan? She's, she'd like to think of herself as the manager uh-huh. rather than the fan. <laughs> but yeah, so, so supportive. Like it's, according to her, like she paid for our education for me to be a musician, for my sister to want to be a DJ. <laughs> she says didn't that. work out that way, did it? Um, she, she says that, but like she's, she's a huge supporter. She's there like for most of the big events. Um, yeah. You know, during the production process of my album, she was there, I would send her the songs. She has, funny enough, she has such a good ear and she like knows good mm-hmm. from bad musically. I think you either have it or you don't, yeah. even if you're not a musician. So she played a big part in the production of my, uh, of my album and even she, she funded my music video, which, uh, which should be out soon, but mm-hmm. I'm just not working on it the release yet awesome. but yeah she even like wanted to support and have her name on it it was really cute so you'll see producer and you'll see her name that's amazing yeah yeah so no there's a lot of support uh, my sister has a great voice too but she wants to she wants to be behind the scenes kind of thing that's cool although she's like the, the pretty one in the family <laughs> beautiful girl but yeah nice. but yeah i guess yeah music music means something to our family no one actually plays, but mm-hmm. it's just like a nice vibe we have. That's cool. Yeah. So then where does the writing come from? Like you release an album and stuff, like what, how, what's the writing process for you? Um, where it came from is very interesting because <clears throat> growing up in Saudi, like it's, it's a bit su- suppressed, oppressed, yeah. there are many yeah. words to describe it. So I think it was a, a big way, f- like a big way out for me to sort of vent and and you know like it just helped me through a lot of stages in my life where Mm -hmm. where i didn't feel like i could talk to people or that they would understand because it's very like sheltered and closed off so it just sort of became my little best friend that i spoke to but in writing so i've been writing since i was 13 and i still remember the songs imagine like yeah word for word right i don't have them i just remember them but yeah so i've always like my way of venting has always been to write. When I'm very moved by something, mm-hmm. I write. The only problem is I'm only moved when I'm hurt. And when I hurt, I write. So most of my songs are not necessarily sad, but about or triggered or inspired by like painful scenarios or memories. Yeah. So, so now that I've been happy for like a while. <laughs> what, you have no inspiration? I have no inspiration. Someone needs to come and break your heart, is that what Just, you're saying? Genuinely, like at some point, I think at some point I even went through a phase where I was like sub- sub- subconsciously triggering fights. Just, oh. I, I realized later that I might be doing that because That's I would just... But yeah, because I needed something to fuel my, my writing. 
what I've turned that into because it's not healthy to go around like <laughs> saying come fight me I need to write a song breaking hearts and then getting myself in trouble so I've taken a different approach where okay. I just like I've always liked talking to people and listening to them and mm-hmm. and now I'm just trying to take more from that and get inspired by that and the since the album the songs that I've written are basically inspired by, by other people's stories Mm-hmm. Um, I should write something about me being happy, but just, I don't know. <laughs> a happy song. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Like it's just it, I'm happy that I'm happy, and I'm thankful that I'm happy. <laughs> but it doesn't move me as much as yeah, you know, the other, the latter option. <laughs> but yeah, I can relate to that because I mean, this, the music that I listen to is always very, very sad music. But I don't know why it's always been that way. Like. Even in terms of classical music, like my favorite genres, all the like super sad kind of stuff, and thank you. Not me too. That, me so. too. I, 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 classic music, especially like if I hear the the fun stuff, I'm yeah. like, I change. Yeah. But if it's mellow, mellow, then like, you hear like a Chopin like nocturne, you're like, ah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm like that. Yeah. I'm like that. Again, there's, you know, there's a lot of me that I. A lot of a lot of sides to me that I don't understand in terms of where they came where where it came from or, but this is one of them. Like I just like mellow, sad mm-hmm. notes. You know yeah. what I mean? The minor chords are my the minor sure, chords. Yeah. yeah, the minor chords. They just hit home. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> we have to see right in the fields. <laughs> Start a group. <laughs> Do you ever feel self-conscious out of curiosity about like the stuff that you write since the stories are very personal like do you feel like you're putting yourself out there in a way for people to I am like that anyway I'm very like what you see is what you get Mm -hmm. so I don't no I don't I don't feel that way at all I don't mind sharing with people Um, again it's not very like detailed but no I think it's it's important to to get people to relate and it, it sort of brings you closer to, to the audience. Yeah. So I, I personally don't mind. I mean, I'm very open about a lot of things. And um, in my music, also, you, you'll get to know me more. And I, I have no issues with that, you know? That's really good. Yeah. I don't know if it's good or bad, but <laughs> it might have consequences. But, you know, it's just, this is what I write about. And this is my music, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't have it any other way anyway. Mm-hmm. But... Well, it comes from an honest place then, and I think people who listen to it would really appreciate that then. Yeah, and and even me, like, just to be on a stage, and then every time I sing any of the songs, it just automatically takes me back to that Mm. situation where I wrote it. And I think it's very important when you're singing to be in your element, and so it's all, like, connected that way, you know what I mean? It's it's very personal, and, and I try to... I don't try, it comes naturally, like it comes out on stage and mm-hmm. that sort of also helps you uh, connect with it. So it's just like a vicious <laughs> cycle of, of, of things. But no, I mean, it's okay. I don't mind people knowing that side of me. I'm, I'm very proud of being human in yeah. the sense of I have weaknesses, I've been through stuff, I've been cheated on, I've been, like we've all been through it. There's yeah. no shame. There's really no shame. I totally agree with you there, like, because I try to live my life like that as well, that seriously, what you see is what you get, and like, the people who judge are not worth it anyway, so... Oh my god, people are going to judge, yeah. no matter what you do. Yeah, exactly. And this is a, yeah, and this is a message I try to get to a lot of people. You know, it's funny, I didn't realize, especially here, I've done a few gigs in the last week, and even the audience, you feel like they're all self-conscious, like, about singing 
mm-hmm. in public. Like, like I'm not even aiming a mic at anyone, right? I'm yeah. just like telling people to sing along, and they tend to. But the last few crowds I've come across, they're all like shy, like and self-conscious to do it in front of others. Like it's just they're almost like judging themselves in a way. You know what I mean? But like, it is oh, mainly not good that. Enough, it is whatever. mainly that. Yeah. That's where it all starts. That's where our insecurities come yeah, from. Yeah, that's self-conscious. We're, we're our worst enemy. But I've just seen it a lot more lately. I don't. I don't know why. Maybe it's a calling. Hmm. So have you always been this? I don't know if confident is the right word, but like a self-assured kind of thing that I'll do what I want and I don't really care what people think. Kind of no, thing. I'm not. I'm actually not like that. I am. Mm. I'm very comfortable in my skin. I okay. am confident. Uh, I do care about what people think, but I don't take it to heart. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, as I said before, we're our worst critics, right? Yeah. I'm already, like, super tough on myself. So mm-hmm. whatever people say, I've probably said it to myself. <laughs> and if not, like, it's yeah. okay. So, so I, do, I do care. Um, I've always been lost, like, one leg here, one leg there. Like, <laughs> I am very comfortable and confident. And, you know, at the same time, I, I do have the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, the sensitive kind of Yeah, thing. yeah, but... It's just finding the right balance. I mean, the most important thing is to just find the balance inside. Like, just if you're content on the inside, nothing can break you, really. Yeah. Um, but I, I do stick to being good and doing good. So maybe that's why, I, no matter what people say, I sort of know that I'm not. Yeah. You know that you're doing yeah. the best that you can. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe it's not the best in people's opinion, but. For me, like I am doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally understand that. But then, when you talk about how like your your music when you play it live, it takes you back to what what made you write that song. Like for example, one of Hadi is one of the musicians that you met at Desert Experiment. He's talked to me about like his band Benevolent, and he, they have a song called Asphyxia, where he talks about anxiety. And whenever they play it live, he's like, I feel like I conquered it, and like it makes me feel good. So what about you? Like, does it make you feel sad when you play your your music, or is it the other way around? Do you like look back and and you think it's not, I've been it's through not it? A, yeah, it's not a sad feeling because everything in life, I believe, gets us to where we are now. Yeah. So it's always something that I had to get through to be where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's that one song that takes me to such a dark place. Really? That one song, uh, Same Mistake, mm-hmm. I don't know why, like it takes me back and I do feel sad, although the reason I wrote it doesn't apply anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was about a relationship which I'm in till now and it's mm-hmm. going great, but it just, it was such a sad stage of my life. But I don't mind remembering it, you know, like it's sort of a, I remember I was sad and where I was then, but that's what got me here kind yeah. of thing. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's, it's, it's nice as well to go back there every now and then, mm-hmm. especially because I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you appreciate what you have now, I guess. Of course, of course. Like it's, it makes you work harder because it's, it's a reminder that if I don't this is get this things. right, I'm gonna be back there. It was not pretty. So yeah. Mm, I see. Interesting. <laughs> Confusing. Once we finish recording, I'm gonna get all the dirt out of your mouth. This is for everyone. We're gonna have a side conversation. So make sure you click that stop button. <laughs> but um, everything you're saying about like um, like being comfortable in your own skin, that kind of thing. I think. I see it a lot in what you try to teach young girls as well. And I think that's one of the things that 
brought us closer together is the fact that you kind of pushed me a little bit to do something that was way out of my comfort zone and I I, I appreciate you so much for this Carla by the way like I'm seriously because sometimes you get stuck in this like comfort zone like no I'm good and then like something comes and and then I remember thinking to myself you know what I've never done this before I, I like I don't feel comfortable but I'm just gonna do it and let's see what happens so you you work with young girls and you teach music but I think it's much more than that it's not really just music it's all about like I think the being a woman what it means to to be confident confident to love yourself how to work with other people kind of thing 100% I mean to be honest two things um, the rock camp that I run for me is is not just about the campers the young mm -hmm. girls it's also about the mentors mm -hmm. so you said I pushed you it's because I want to push mm -hmm. the mentors as well to step out of their comfort zone. Uh, I know I'm not. I know what I'm pushing you to do. Yeah. So I know that by the end of it, you're it's gonna, you're gonna yeah, yeah, you're gonna feel, you know, yeah. even even if you if you just exist in the environment and not necessarily have the pressure of mentoring, which you aced by the way. <laughs> um, like even that's healthy, right? Yeah. Because you could learn so much from kids as well. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's beautiful. Um, so yeah, so there's that side of it. Second side of it is when we started the camp, it was purely to encourage music and um, it was only after the first camp that we realized we're not just telling girls so you much. can become female musicians. It's like we saw girls transform in five days and I think uh, you, you did spend a couple of days with the girls but by the end of it I'm sure some of the girls you, you, um, you're surprised with because mm -hmm. You know, within five days, we try to get them to come out of their shell and see things differently and appreciate themselves. And so, so yeah, that's what it's become. But it's it's oh, so beautiful watching it happen. Um, and every camp we don't do, all I'm thinking is, oh, there's a few girls that we have an influence, you know. But yeah. you, did, you did great. And uh, I was sad that you couldn't stay because you would have liked it and I'm sure I'm really sad I missed it yeah, yeah yeah and by the end of it I mean I still hope that you felt um proud of what you did I did very okay. much and yeah. a part of it still because what we did in those two days is really the basis for the whole camp yeah the foundation no I loved it and definitely like I said next time when it happens definitely definitely and it's it's about interaction with the girls but it's also about the interaction with other mentors and yeah. the whole message it's, it's something i've been thinking about a lot lately like as women what is our role um as like role models in a way to to younger girls i think and it's not only about how they feel about themselves but also as women in this world i feel like we really have to have each other's backs we it's really true. do it's true because I think sometimes, I don't know if you've had this experience, but girls can sometimes be a little like judgmental of each other. I think we're harsh on ourselves and we're harsh on other girls, almost in a way that sometimes I feel like girls give guys the free pass and it's easier for them to blame the girls. So I feel like that really needs to start, that kind of philosophy needs to start changing. We yeah. kind of need to start um, learning how to have each other's backs and things like that. So instilling that at a young age, I think is... Yeah, of course. And, and in the camp as well, like... You get, you, you get the ones who need someone there for them and then you get the ones who are bullies. Like, we've seen it all. Mm -hmm. So it's also good not only to let the girls know that we have your back, but also to let the ones who are mean or yeah. you know, to just wake up and, and realize that, you know, 
there just might be something you have in common with this person or this person might actually be cool like it's it's just it's just a huge um, learning for for everyone in camp mm -hmm. I mean, even us as mentors because we preach to the girls to act and behave a certain way together sorry we encourage them to act a certain way together but then we need to be aware that we should do the same between exactly. us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we've seen incidents. I've seen it. So mm -hmm. it's that's why it's it's a camp for for everyone involved. Honestly, like you said, us as role models, leading by example, mm -hmm. and learning how to work together, mm -hmm. and then sort of getting that message as well to to the girls. But yeah, it's 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 a huge responsibility. But it happens to be fun, yeah. which is like the You're best combination. You're a natural at it, by the way. Like, <laughs> that first day when the girls come in, they just like attack you with hugs, <laughs> Carla. I don't and know. You're just, you, I remember you telling me that you'll feel like I'm one of the campers, and you you, you become like one of the girls. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So it's it's really cool. It's it's. You're I like that role between the mentors and the kids. You know, you're like not, a bridge. It doesn't take effort. Like I can't explain it. It's, it's natural to you. It really feels. So meant to be, like me and kids, anyway, I also do music for nurseries, like I love kids. Oh. Yeah, oh my god, they're so cute, like, really? oh my days. And some of them are just starting talk to talk, so I'm like one of their first words, yeah. it's so funny. Oh like, my god, But yeah, but me and kids and with dogs, I don't know why we have this connection. Carla and kids and, and dogs. Carla, Carla and kids and Carla with dogs. It's so weird. Do you like, sing to dogs as well? No, no. Maybe I'm a dog whisperer and I'm not aware. But it's so weird. <laughs> this is a new finding. My God. So what about these nurseries then? Like, what do you like? Just sing to them? Or like, yeah. What do you do? Just take a guitar. Do you sing about your heartbreak to the? No. <laughs> this is a song about when I got dubbed. <laughs> No, no. And they're like, huh? Funny, funny enough, we do the whole deal, the Twinkle Twinkle, ABC, oh, okay. if you're happy and you know it. But even then, it's beautiful because you can see some kids, like they're not even two, mm -hmm. right? But some of them are just so like attentive and mesmerized by music. Yeah. And you know they're gonna like... There's gonna be something there. There's something there. Like this boy used to crawl, now he walks, it's so cute. He used to <laughs> crawl towards me while I'm playing, like pull himself up on my knee, just stare at the guitar. Like, you know, wow. that kid, you know, is gonna be like a musician when he grows up. So That's funny, incredible. so cute. It's the it's a, such a nice way to start the day, really. Yeah. So what kind of transformations have you seen, like for example, through the rock camp kind of thing? Do you feel like there's been a really good influence on some of the kids or? Yeah, like, I mean, uh, I, I called one of our, um, current mentors who used to be a camper in our first camp. I called her today and I said, because she sang on stage mm -hmm. at, at the concert. And if you had met her four years ago, you would have like never imagined that she would ever stand on the stage with that confidence. Yeah. So I, I called her today, literally, and I said, I, I just want to say like, wow, like I never would have thought unprepared. We just like, you know, spontaneously, spontaneously yeah. put it together. Went on stage, Fonan, sang, forgot a few lines, continued to sing, got up, like... So that, for me, is a huge sign that we're, we're definitely doing something Success, right. Yeah. And having some of the other girls perform alone now with their bands and, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. performing on proper stages and... Like, yeah, we, we, we see many, many signs. Another thing I noticed this camp, which is fascinating, is 
how our younger girls, now that they're older, they're becoming more introverts mm. and they're sort of coming into their shell. Mm-hmm. Like I, one of the girls who sang the first camp, she was 12 and she got on stage and said, hold on to your pizzas, it's gonna, we're gonna blow the roof, something mm. like that, right? Imagine a 12 year old for the wow. first time on a stage. The same girl, four years later, went on stage now and she was just shy and so, but that's what happens, right? When we grow, we become more mm. insecure and self-conscious and and and, yeah. and that's my next challenge is how do I like try to keep them or just stop them from growing up so fast? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Yeah, like growing yeah, up yeah. without without all these things cluttering cluttering yeah. their mind, you know? I guess it's part of growing up, but for sure things like the camp I think help guide guide them through it. But I know the girl that you're talking about who sang for the first time, you said, this time. Yeah. And I, the funny thing is for me, I can't imagine her any other way. You know what I mean? <laughs> really? So you've seen her that way. And for me, it's like, it seems so natural. It seems so normal. So yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. interesting. Actually. Well, apparently she said today that she was flipping out in her head. Really? But, but the, yeah, all I could say to show. that, yeah, yeah, all I could say to that is irrelevant of that. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. And it looked so it, like it was really good. Yeah. Chilled, yeah. you know? Yeah. It was, it was really beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, I just realized we haven't talked about Asper Casper. Like Who needs how to talk about I need to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> how did you come up with the name by the way? I don't think I ever asked you. I, I'm gonna put that on a shirt because everyone asks about the name. Uh-huh. Doesn't necessarily mean they like it. <laughs> just because it's weird. Um, so when I started in 2011, I had um, met this Jamaican girl through football. Mm-hmm. Football, not football. Okay, yeah. like soccer. Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not like running and bashing into people. So, <laughs> okay. so like we realized we both like music and we're like, let's jam and we jam and it sounded amazing. And we started practicing and then a friend sort of slipped our name to an event. So they called us saying, we have a gig for you guys. And we're like, what? Like, but we need a band name. So okay. at the time, this friend of mine, oh, she still does, she's still a close friend. She calls me Casper, and she called me Casper back then because I was the whitest Arab she ever. <laughs> so it's after the ghost then. Yeah, oh. yeah. So it started off as Casper because I was super white. And another friend said, it's only okay to be this white if you're English. <laughs> anyway, okay. so, so it started off as Casper, and everyone used to call me Casper because of that. And then we needed a band name, so we like, called one of our quirkiest friends and said, look, we need a band name, can you send some options? And one of them was Asper Casper, which is pretty cool, because it's a play on words really as well. I like it, yeah. You have Asper in Casper, yeah. and then it's like, according to Casper. Kind mm-hmm. of. We're like, whatever, just use it. <laughs> and we did well, it's right? Stuck. And it stuck. Yeah. And then the band stopped and started again in 2013. Mm-hmm. I told you the music scene wasn't ready, stopped again. And then when I quit my job, I just, it all came together. Like magic, really. I don't know. Wow. How yeah, it, it just, it's, they say everything, you know, in its time. And it, this is a perfect example for me because just, you know, I quit. Um, so you quit some, before Asper Casper took off? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Asper Casper existed from 2011, but it was just nothing was happening mm-hmm. in the scene or with, with me because of work. Um, yeah. So yeah, so suddenly like the urge to do music was sort of taking over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it really gets to you if, if it's like boiling inside. Yeah. I used to spend nights not sleeping just really with music in my head. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, it was my 30 midlife crisis, you know, I was like, you know what, it's now or never, big 3-0, 
that's it. So um, I think I quit around my birthday because oh. I was just like... A... <laughs> <And> <laughs> when I, you were about to turn 30? Yeah. Wow, okay, yeah. So So yeah, so, but, but really like I quit within a, a month. I think I met um, someone, a guitarist who wanted to be in a band, who had a friend who plays cajon. It like, kind of okay. like all came together. It all came together, really. And then another so guy I knew, um, we've been talking about jamming, and he also moved back to town. And literally in like three, four months, everything just came together. Wow. Uh, yeah, at the same time, literally at the same time, I had asked a friend of mine, because the, the only issue I struggled with, the main issue I struggled with being a musician here, is you don't know what to do. If you have music, you have songs, you write, you songwrite, you, you compose. There's there's no guidebook. Like what then? What's what next? Then? Yeah. And for me, in my head, it was so like complicated. Mm -hmm. And then I was just having a chat with one of the mentors at the camp. And she said, do you have songs written? Mm -hmm. I said, yes. She said, do you have music for them? Mm -hmm. I said, yes. She said, that's all you need. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you go to a producer, give it to him, and he'll produce it. I was like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> Mind blown! That's it. <laughs> That's it. But I didn't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I did that. I, we, we knew, I knew a producer. Like, he's just a friend that all of my other friends yeah. were musicians. Yeah. Just recorded. And I said, you want to do this? But that's not this album, right? The first one. This one, yeah. But, so what's the timeline? Oh, I started my album ages ago. Okay. I started working on it in 2014. Uh -huh. I released it end of last year. So two years. Mm, two and a half years yeah yeah because I wrote um, I had four songs ready mm -hmm. um, and then I went through that traumatizing uh, <laughs> situation so out of yeah. that came three three other songs mm -hmm. so I was like okay hold off let's turn it into an album and then after a year uh, when my guitarist played a note literally one note you know like that classical Whoa. music the notes you're talking she played one thing and I was like, mm, like that. And I went it's home. Like yeah. yeah. One thing. And I went home and wrote a whole song around it. And so I stopped and waited till I finished that song to complete the eight, eight songs on the album. But yeah, it, it did take a while. But yeah, but you, you don't know, right? So it's so interesting where inspiration comes from because this story reminded me of um, I mean you met the Svengali guys as well um, yeah, yeah. and stuff but Adnan talks about the story how like once he was like chilling and like playing like a like a riff kind of doodling and from that came an album you know what I mean yeah but it's so interesting to me that there's just one of my favorite movies I don't know if you've seen it it's called uh, August Rush no I haven't please watch it okay. it's, it's a simple movie but it's so inspiring mm -hmm. and and he, he he says this very like important sentence he says music is all around us all you have to do is listen mm -hmm. and it's true and and this is something i've always paid attention to so the first time i watched the movie i, I cried because like usually when i'm walking even when i was younger every step is a beat every like you know even today i was at the gym and some guy was punching and i was thinking oh this could make a great beat for it wow but Really, if you're in the mindset where you're open to, to mm -hmm. the sounds around you and they're everywhere, mm -hmm. you're going to be inspired, of course. Yeah. Be, like, if there's a racket, don't get annoyed by it. No, like, change your mentality mm -hmm. to that's a sound and out of it some, something can come. So I'm not surprised that the guys from Bengali mm -hmm. said that. Mm -hmm. and, and it's probably true because sometimes all you need is that like, 
one note or one chord mm -hmm. or one beat. It and strikes a yeah. point, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so what's what next? What's next for Asper Casper? I don't know. <laughs> okay, but this is what we I'm need to get you. your heart broken. But Let's no, get <laughs> no, no, please. <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, no, but no, no. no, no. God, <laughs> no, but that's my point. Like, I every step I've gone through, I didn't know what's next. So uh -huh. the album came. I did the launch. After that, uh, I was like, okay, I'll gig some more. I've been gigging some more. Mm -hmm. I I re recorded a video or shot a video. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how to release it. I don't know how. I haven't. I've had it for a month and a half, but mm -hmm. I don't know the best way to. So literally, I've been just researching. So there's a lack of information. There's a lack of knowledge sharing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So so when I say I don't know, believe me, I don't know. Um, I will figure it out, yep. just like I have with the other parts of, of this whole journey. Yeah. But I love this approach. It's like what comes comes and you're very very comfortable with that you're not like it seems yeah. to me that you are that that you kind of trust yourself and you trust your process i, I do i trust and it really shows i trust the flow of things as mm -hmm. well i know some people i know for a fact some people think i'm crazy for leaving it in the hands of the world yeah but i i mean i'm not sitting my feet up no like i have the content i have everything yeah. but i do believe one if you want it so bad like doors will open mm -hmm. and the energy will just take you and that's really been happening i only believe it because it's actually happening mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like when i was open to it everything fell into place yeah you know and it has been doing that mm -hmm. so if it's not broke don't fix it <laughs> i'm just riding this wave yeah because it's yeah. working uh of course there's concern there's always concern you know like should i have done this should i have done that because there's no guidelines so i do worry i am nonchalant but I do worry, but mm -hmm. I also trust that, okay, if I haven't released it yet, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I can still release it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, nothing is, 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 is black or white. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's okay. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I said that, I didn't mean that like you, it seems like you don't care. No, no I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I know. But I am nonchalant. Yeah. And I yeah. think that's what you're talking mm -hmm. about. I, I, this is something I've learned in Dubai. Like I've, I used to be such an impatient, like, you know, in everything bad you can make it happen, happen, make it happen. Yeah, but like now I, I make it happen, but I, I you know, you have to stay yeah. chilled and positive and, and be patient. I think patience is extremely important oh. as well. It, it's very hard, but for sure, for sure. I think but that's yeah. something else no one tells you. Mm -hmm. and, and that's very important that you said that because, you know, you, you think, okay, quit my job, get a band, get an album, done. Yeah. No. There's a whole process behind Two it. and a half years, that's yeah. super patient. And, and that's something else that's important. If anyone hears this, to let them know. It takes time. Mm -hmm. you, you get impatient because you want it to happen fast, but you, you know, you're not just moving a bottle from one room to the next, or you know, you're, you're creating something that needs time. But yeah. just go into that mindset knowing that it takes time to build your name, to gain experience. Like my first album, since then I've learned so much. It, it takes time and, and patience is super important. Thank you for bringing that up. It's super important. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, I noticed that, for example, on your band that you have two other girls. I mean, I can't think of any other band in, in the UAE, to be honest, that has like more than one female member, for example. But is this something intentional or did it just happen that way? I, 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 I want to say intentional because it happened that way. You know, uh -huh. what I mean? like it's, not it's a bit of maybe. both, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's happened that way, but I feel like it happened that way for a reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but no, I honestly, I'm I'm open mm-hmm. to anything. I mean, yeah. girls, boys, it just happened to be yeah. the I case. I mean, you have two other freaking yeah. awesome yeah, yeah. Uh, girls but I do, you, so. But I do love it because, like, if you watch the way people react to it, it's it's very hopeful and mm-hmm. very especially with Dia because she's veiled and yeah. she gets a lot of Emirati girls come up to her just you know like with such hopeful eyes. Wow. So so it does make a difference, you know? Like it does give girls, you know, that thought that I could do that. I could be on a stage, I could be part of a band. So so I'm happy with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not definitely not biased towards it. Yeah. Whoever yeah. plays, but that's the way it's been and I feel like it's it's part of our band that way for a reason mm-hmm. and again that's just another like wave that I'm enjoying yeah. you know Natasha was a recent addition or because well, she wasn't there so on... it's a bit it's a bit like I mean uh, Wadiya and Zach have been with me since day one and mm-hmm. it's beautiful but I've never been close to collaborating and working with with, with different musicians mm-hmm. you know I, I really believe everything has Uh, there's space maybe for everything yeah there's space for everything and and I like it and I also like stepping out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's you can move forward but you can also move forward and you know try different things because that might add more elements that might improve you that so I'm just I'm just testing the waters you know what I mean I do want to find the perfect balance of music that will get me to where I need to be yeah and I'm not closing any options if that makes sense uh but yeah i mean i've played with if at my launch i played with 11 different musicians i heard that there was also some instruments that you don't usually use for yeah. example i'm so sad i missed it actually i don't use yeah. them in day to day but they're on, on, on my album, album. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah because i love my violins i love oud to death yeah. uh, trumpet honestly i have it in one of my songs i never would have thought i'd have trumpet in any of my songs but now I love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just love adding new instruments, new people. Like it's it's very much a, a, a family and friends and and love project. Yeah. You know? Even the people who were on board with the album expected nothing in return and gave it everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe I believe that love makes the world go round. If that makes sense, like it's it's this is all living real life proof for me. Yeah. So maybe that's why I'm in such a good place. But do you think there was like a whole journey for you to get there? Like what, do you know what I mean? Because everything you say, like it, it really resonates with me. But I know that for me to get here, for example, I had like, I don't really like the person I was when I was younger. I feel like I, when I was in school, I was a little harsher or maybe a little meaner or something like that. I don't know. But like through through experiences with people, through reading, through music, through talking, I think I grew a lot and like the breakups I've been through I think had a huge influence on me as well. So do you feel like you had a journey from young Carla to who you are now kind of thing as well? Yeah? Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) A huge one, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to, uh, yeah, of course it's a journey. There's a lot of things I had to rely on myself for and just mm, get through on my own kind of thing yeah um, I think that's one that makes a huge difference when you're on your own and you realize that you're the person that you have to yeah. depend on you have to you're forced to like get to know yourself kind of thing so yeah of course I yeah. definitely um, after a harsh breakup um, 
I mean, at some point you have to stop and think, okay, you know, it can't be coincidence that I'm in the same situation over and over again. Mm. So that's when you have to stop and question yourself. It must be something I'm doing to trigger or encourage this kind of response. Mm -hmm. So I took a good three years, like, after one of my breakups and really just focused on on me, Mm -hmm. what I want, on, 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 on what I love to do, on loving myself, on... So yeah, I, I went through all of that and it's so important to get to know, yeah. you know. So yeah, definitely. That, I mean, I'm 33. Like, so <laughs> I've been through a lot. I'm 33 and social and a flirt. Like you can only imagine like the, this S-H-I-T that I've been through. You know what I mean? I but, like how you had to censor that. But okay. again, yeah, I'm trying to reflect. But you know what? Like I'm someone who also likes socializing with people and... I like learning from people mm-hmm. and analyzing people. That's where the finance. So yeah, all of that, like along the way, I've, I've just picked up so much, even music, even the more social you are, the more uh, you get introduced to new different kinds of music. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. part of getting to know people is, is learn is for me is that, mm-hmm. is they always bring their own element of music to the table. Yeah. If you have the same yeah. taste, great. But, you know, yeah. so yeah, of course, it's been a journey of, of everything, you know, mm-hmm. be it um, living in different places or leaving home or going through breakups or going through your own personal, like, mm-hmm. uh, situations. But, uh, yeah, along and, and now I can say it's, it's a beautiful uh, journey, you know, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, not, it's not, not to go into politics or anything because I'm not political, but... Especially like what what's happening around the world, what's happening in my country, you you it makes you stop fussing about silly things and sort of appreciate things in life and and you just have to go forward thinking it can always it can always be worse. Yeah, like we're still yeah. so much better off, or you know I'm still so much better off than than other people. Mm-hmm. So that's why I have a nonchalant attitude about a lot of things because. You know, whatever happens, that's not a life-threatening situation yeah, for me, yeah. whereas other people are in that scenario. Yeah. So it's also important in any be journey, grateful. be grateful for every second. And, and I know it's hard, but just stop for a second and think that someone else in this moment is going through something so horrible. Mm-hmm. Don't. We have it pretty good, to be honest with we you. Have we have it. Do. This is what I tell people, like, because I, as a Syrian, I struggle to live anywhere else, honestly. I've been very lucky to be here, but... This is what I tell people, like, when they say, oh, shame, you can't go. My response is, this is my alternative, op- alternative option. Heaven like, compared yeah, to like, basically. What are you talking about? I don't, yeah. I don't need to go anywhere. Like, if some people are stuck there, whereas I have a choice and I'm here. So, no, be grateful, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah. and don't over-dramatize, is that mm. the word? Situations, yeah. Yeah. you know? Exaggerate, I guess. Yeah. I think what you're talking about reminds me of basically mindfulness. I don't know if you've like heard the term before, like, or if you've like practiced it or something. Like, I, I, I might have, but maybe not known what it's referred to. But yeah. please tell me more because I love this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's basically mindfulness is is like what you were saying about being mindful. It's it's being aware of the moment and taking stock of it and acceptance as well of whatever negativity there is or whatever positivity there is. <laughs> there this is. mic is super. It is. I did tell you. <laughs> you have to make sure you don't like whisper or, or do any other yeah. inappropriate things. I'm scared to swallow my like... <laughs> well, here you're like throat and yeah, like... Yeah, <laughs> right? Like insides, like water dripping down. 
<laughs> Sorry, you were saying mindfulness. No, no, yeah. So, but I was thinking that that would be really interesting to teach young girls because for me that was a life-changing thing. Like, like it, it, it like opened a whole new world for me. It was like the idea that that we have to um, we have to put ourselves in the moment and to to understand the moment that we're in and to appreciate it for what it is, whether it is positive or negative. Like even sometimes I think people are really hard on themselves for being negative to themselves, but we just have to understand it and accept yeah. it. Like there's this thing that I hate, but I accept the fact that you know what I mean. Yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. I think we're just harsh critics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, mine sounds great, and I agree. And maybe next yeah. camp you could definitely avoid. <laughs> but um, yeah, and emotional intelligence is also mm-hmm, super, mm-hmm. super important to be aware of what you're feeling and if really you're feeling this because you truly feel it or because that's the exactly. norm. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? That's that's all about understanding yourself, and I think. Like personally, in my opinion, I don't think that many people really understand themselves or no. understand why they feel the way that they feel. They kind of just take it for face value. We're like sitting in the darkness now. We didn't think this through. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, <laughs> no, but really, yeah, I know, right? But on that note, yeah. um, another thing that I've seen grow since I've been here is life coaching and theta healing and all that. Mm-hmm. And I really think that for me personally has opened my eyes mm-hmm. and I really think people should get into that more only because like you said it sort of makes you aware of what you're doing what you're feeling it's a perspective it's I it's think. it's yeah. yeah it's it's the perspective it's not a therapy it's this perspective and a way forward but that's also very important for kids and for everyone and you know to, to really understand what it is you're feeling mm-hmm. why how to move forward with mm-hmm. it with a different mentality uh, most importantly what comes out of life coaching is love yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and all else will sort of... So yeah, there, there's so much of that that I think is still small but growing. Um, but we've done, by the way, life coaching sessions with our girls oh, at awesome. camp and character mm-hmm. building. So that's why when I say next camp, let's talk to them about mm-hmm. uh, mindfulness because I I love all this stuff. And, yeah. and this is where they need to know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every second we spend without being aware of this stuff, we're just getting more and more trapped in our like insecurities and people's opinions yeah yeah Yeah. so that's another thing Mm -hmm. on my journey that really helped me like genuinely life coaching for me played a huge part Mm -hmm. um and where i am now and being open to the good things that come it's scary because sometimes you feel it and then you see things change around you um you know how they say careful what you wish for Mm -hmm. that expression no one ever mentioned that it's related to energy and having an open heart and open mm. mind. And I think that sort of now, that bridge is coming together. Mm. Uh, but wow. really, careful what you wish yeah. for. I mean, yeah. I'm, I've been in situations <laughs> as well, but really. But when you say life coaching, because that, that made me curious, do you, is it something that was there... Uh, people who influenced you into this or was it something you came to on your own? Like, was it something you read? or I, was I, it... I just, I, I was at a place where I needed... I didn't feel like I was myself. I didn't feel like I was in my element. Yeah. I, you know, you know you're not in your zone when 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 people start doing things mm-hmm. to upset you. Mm-hmm. That's when that's a big sign that you're not in your element. Yeah. What mm-hmm. is that? It's someone's whistling outside. I, think. I can't even hear it from. I hear this mic. <laughs> this should be God, used for spy. Right? <laughs> I, me and sound. You know me, right? Like, <laughs> 
my friends used to say I used to hear. come back. My, friend, yeah, my friends used to say I used to hear an ant sneeze. Like that's how sensitive I am to the sound. But yeah, so yeah, so I was uh, was I telling you about life coaching? Yeah, so I was asking you, was it like a person influenced you? Like, like did you take classes or anything like that? No, no, I, I I don't do it. Like oh. I basically attended sessions with someone. Oh, but I, I told you I was in such a place where. Yeah where I wasn't me, I wasn't happy, I was down. I had actually gone through that same phase eight years ago. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I had no knowledge that anything like life coaching or energy existed. So I remember like crying myself to sleep every day for a long time because I just wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So eight years later, now that I was familiar with it, I was like, okay, that exists, let me give it a shot. And I just went and met up with a friend of mine who I'd known for 10 years. Uh, but she was a life coach and we never really talked about it. So I said, can we give it a shot? And like, I only had five sessions with her and it's such a beautiful way of, of making someone realize, um, you know, it's like, it's not someone forcing you to do anything. It's someone just guiding you on a self journey to find yourself again and to, mm-hmm. to, to appreciate yourself and to love yourself. And I think that that for me was a huge thing a huge influence on my relationship on my family life on my music mm-hmm. uh, i was carrying so many burdens like it's it's purely someone coming and saying what you need to hear but in the right way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think to me i see it as like your eyes being opened yeah. and seeing things in a totally different light yeah. and once you see it that way you can't unsee it yeah. again that's it the perspective has changed yeah. so. and, and it's so simple like it's yeah. doing simple it things it's very simple like, actually we, yeah. we painted we mm-hmm. we went rollerblading it's it's like it's meditation basically yeah. just in a different way it doesn't have to be sitting down and like in silence it's oh yeah i did i like she put me in meditate meditative meditative state and while she's doing it i was like this is rubbish it's not gonna work <laughs> you're resisting saying, it yeah she was yeah. saying stuff like okay you can see that you're going it and i was like oh, come on you know and then like blank <laughs> and then all i wake up to is you're waking up slowly. She's like hypnotized you kind it's, of. It's, it's, put, it's uh, helping you go into a state of meditation. Wow. It's simple. Maybe. But like while it's being done, because I, I know how people feel when I say this, you yeah. know, like when I tell them life coaching, you should do it. And if you open your heart, you will attract. And, you know, I mean, I know some people are thinking, what rubbish, because mm-hmm. I used to think like mm-hmm. that. So when I was in that state, yeah. I was thinking, oh, come on, seriously, yeah. are you seriously going to melt? <laughs> so yeah so there's there's a lot a lot of things you yeah. know like just it's important to identify that you n- need to change something or you need mm-hmm. you know if you're not doing what you want to do and if you're not feeling the way you know you should feel and if you're not feeling good about yourself in general just you know give it a shot seek out these kind of things yeah. you have nothing to lose a few bucks but <laughs> Awesome. Well, on that amazing positive note, Carla, thank you so much for sitting down. Thank you. How long have we been chit-chatting? Just about an hour. It's been 58 minutes. Nice. (laughs) Excellent. So, yeah, this is everything I hoped it would be, I think. And I got to know you a little better as well. Me too. Like, seeing you in your element. Like, I know this is what you're meant to be doing. Just, you know, adding on to what we're we're saying. You know, but you can tell, like, you transformed. Like, the second those headphones came on and, you know, you said (laughs) You were so... Like you said, like the way I am with camp, mm-hmm. like I see that in you and what you're doing with, with this beautiful podcast. So uh, 
keep doing it clearly it means a lot to you awesome it does yeah just talking to people i think getting to know them and hearing their thoughts and stuff really i think it's important to just talk as people so i know that's what i'm trying to do good i'm happy thank you thank you so much great all right guys thanks for listening thank you bye